When we walk in the things of God, we'll walk and we'll see things and we got this anointing upon us. We'll begin to pray and we'll say, Father, in the name of Jesus, begin to, we ask you to remove this burden. Next thing you know, the angels of the Lord show, show up and they begin to do the work. But God needed somebody to speak it here in this world. All we are is the vessel. We are just the cup that the Lord uses. Now, we are spiritual people, and we should never be defeated by the enemy. We walk by faith and not by sight. We fight the good fight of faith. We don't fight with the weapons of, of our flesh. We fight with the weapons of the spirit. And the word of God says they're mighty. They're powerful for the pulling down of stronghold. strongholds. Amen. And so it's so important that you know the presence of the Lord. Most believers are defeated because they walk away from, from the tangible presence of the Lord. They believe they're saved. They believe in God. They believe that, that, that in the blood of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> they have their faith strong. It's good. But because they have not been in his word and not been in his presence, they've grown, they've grown weary. You have a spiritual body that needs nourishment. Just like many of you, if you stop eating, <laughs> if you stop eating, some of you, that might be a blessing for a while. <laughs> but if we stop eating, we'll grow weak because we're not getting the proper nutrients. You know, you can't exercise effectively if you don't have energy that comes from food. You got to eat the right things. And when you eat the right things, you will get the right results. Amen. Well, you have a spiritual body and the spiritual body needs nourishment. You need the word of God. The word of God is food for the spiritual body. And you need worship. Worship is intimacy with God Almighty. And when we get into worship, you know, worship, what it does, it reminds us who we are. When I start worshiping the Lord, it starts to remind me that I'm not by myself, that I am not defeated, but I come from a kingdom that's so great that it takes over wherever it goes and sets people free and brings joy. The Bible says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Someone says, I'm depressed. I say, you just got to get in the presence. It's impossible, impossible to be depressed if you're in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Oh, pastor, but you know, they got me on these drugs. The psychiatrist put these things on me. You know, I got this and that. Well, that's their answer because they, they don't know what to do. So they, they attack your physical, even though it's a spiritual problem. You can't go to the doctor to, for a spiritual fix. Amen. You got to go to the king of glory. You got to go into the word of God. You got to go into the presence of the Lord to receive, to receive spiritual healing. Don't be, don't be trapped in the flesh. Amen. Most of you, if you look at yourself in the mirror, you see all the brokenness and all the things you can't do. That's why you got to stop looking at yourself and you need to start looking at him. And when you start looking at him, oh, you can do great things. Amen. 
when you, when you, when you walk with God, you're like that two-year-old boy that, or that, that, that four-year-old boy walking with their dad. You know, when I was in the schoolyard, I made sure all the kids know that my daddy could beat up their daddy. I was very brave, you know, and even when I got in trouble, I knew if I just ran home, my daddy would be there and there was strength there. Well, that's the way we are in the spirit. As long as we're walking with God, oh, we're going to have victory. Amen. Are you there in Exodus 33? Verse 14 says, and he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Everybody say rest. Rest. Again, rest. Some of you have been saying, I'm so tired. I'm so beat down. There's never a moment of rest. I go, I get up and I have to go do stuff. And I go home and I have to do stuff. And even when I go into sleep, my mind doesn't stop. I have no rest. I can sleep 12 hours, but still am tired. I could be off for three days, but still have no rest. My physical body might feel fine, but there's something that's in me that gives me no rest. Because rest is a gift. You cannot earn it. You cannot purchase it. You have to receive it. It's a gift from Jesus Christ. And here the scripture says that His presence will go with you and give you rest. Amen. You know, the word of God, sometimes we might think it's a little confusing because it says labor so that you may enter into my rest. That just doesn't make sense. How do I work and enter into his rest? Because when you live for God, To tell you the truth, you really don't do anything. I mean, how can I stand before you and say, oh, I did this and I did that, when all I did was show up? I remember I I prayed for this one person who was sick, and instantly their body was healed. And they looked at me and said, thank you for healing me. I looked at them and said, "I I didn't do nothing. I can't heal a cockroach. This is Jesus that does it. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus says, come on to me, all who, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Listen, the ways of the transgressor is difficult. The ways of living in sin is difficult. That's a hard life trying to live outside of the kingdom of God. Amen. Trying to live in the world, that's difficult. That is, oh man, that's tough. Hallelujah. It's tough trying to figure out how to make things work. Going from emotion to emotion, going from drug to drug, relationship to relationship, drink to drink, pill to pill. That's work. That's death. That's, that's difficult. But when you walk with God, you just show up and you say, okay, Lord, what are we doing today? And then God leads you and God directs you. And you begin to serve him. You do everything he puts on your heart. You labor, but it's a labor of love. And there's great peace and there's great joy. Amen. You'll never, you'll never be so weary and so tired. No, even when you get weary and tired because you were, you were battling 
In, in, in the spirit, you're doing warfare. Maybe you went and prayed for people. Maybe you went and you served others. Whatever it is God called you to do, sometimes you do get weary, but then his anointing comes upon you and fills your cup to the overflow. He stirs you up. He pours his pours his spirit upon you, and next thing you know, you're strong again. Amen. I you know, I could tell you Sunday afternoons, you know, I feel like I ran, you know, 10 miles at the end of service because we've given the things that God has put in our side inside our heart. We've released it, even though physically, you know. It's not much labor, but I might feel like I'm weak after I've, we've preached and we prayed. But all I need to do is close my eyes for one minute and invite the presence of God. And it comes in and I'm strong, strong again. I'll go another 10 hours. Amen. Maybe the Lord will allow me to do it today. We'll just go here to about 2 in, two in, the, in, in, in the morning. Amen. Praise God. Some of you are like, Pastor. Amen. And so we have to learn to live in the presence of the Lord. We have to learn to walk in his presence, to welcome his presence, to open up our heart and invite his presence in because we are not supposed to do this by ourselves. We're not supposed to serve God in our own strength. We serve God in his anointing. Amen. David without God could never kill Goliath. Daniel without God could never shut the mouth of the lions. Jesus without God could never rise from the dead. Amen. We are there to serve God in his strength. Amen. Even God says this, I give you my right arm. Tell me what you want to do. He, he, say, he says, command my hand. When we walk in the things of God, we'll walk and we'll see things. And we got this anointing upon us. We'll begin to pray and we'll say, Father, in the name of Jesus, begin to, we ask you to remove this burden. Next thing you know, the angels of the Lord show, show up and they begin to do the work. But God needed somebody to speak it here in this world. All we are is the vessel. We are just a cup that the Lord uses. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm just a little teacup. Just like a cup, you know, it's just a vessel that contains the tea. Everybody wants the tea. Nobody's thinking, oh, I can't wait to have the cup. All we are, the vessel that God fills up and then he uses us and he pours us out upon others. Amen. And so we are supposed to rest in the presence of the Lord. We're supposed to walk in the presence of the Lord and there, there's great victory there. Amen. And as we do it, God will use us greatly. God will use us greatly. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget who you are. See, when you're separated from the presence of God, when you forgot to, to stir yourself up, that's when you get weak. Sometimes the enemy is really good. He wants to isolate you, distract you, and pull you away from the body of Christ, from the family, from the brothers of God, the brothers and sisters of Christ, so that nobody would be encouraging you the word, or preaching the word of God in your ears. Next thing you know, you stop coming to church. You stop, you stop fellowshipping with the brothers and the sisters in Christ. And then, you know, the enemy is really good at sending the temptation along its way. And next thing you know, you're walking away from the things of God, following the ways of the flesh again. Don't you remember why you walked away from that? No one forced you out of it. You gave it up because all there was was death over there. They say, let's go have a good time. 
And we have good time for an hour. And then we spend the next 23 hours praying that God will take that pain away from us. We end up giving offerings in the toilet bowl. Because we don't want that old way. We don't want that old way that leads to death and destruction and misery and fear. We want the newness of God. The peace of the Lord. The presence of Almighty God. We want to know that God is with us wherever we go. And we welcome his presence wherever we go. Amen. That's the life that we're called to. Don't forget who you are in Christ Jesus. You've been bought with a price. He loves you. And he has a big, incredible plan for your life. Amen. You might say, well, pastor, I just got saved. Praise the Lord. Get ready for the adventure. Amen. And let me, I got to get up here. You guys see me over here. Because God is, God is, you know, he's like that, he's like that mother, that mother eagle trying to teach you how to fly. He'll lift you up and then he'll drop you and you'll be screaming all the way down. You know, because the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them of them all. Amen. You're going to go through stuff and you're going to go through challenges, but your faith is going to grow. Your faith is going to get strong. You're going to become something you've never been before. Amen. There was this one woman that, that, that uh, got in contact with me this past week. I was so blessed to, 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 to be able to speak with her. She had an incident that happened in her workplace that her life was threatened and also the life of her coworkers and, and other people were threatened. And, you know, she did the right thing. They called the police. The police took care of the situation. Nobody was hurt. But because of that incident, a spirit of fear came upon her. And here she was at home and her mind was just going because that's what the devil does. He'll use things that you see and things that you hear as a seed or as a, an attack to see if he could draw out the emotions that destroy your life. And so this fear started rising up inside of her and she couldn't stop thinking about the incident, stop thinking about, about what had just happened. And of course your imagination goes and her imagination started thinking about the worst and, and what the possibilities of how, how terrible that situation could have been. And so this spirit of fear was upon her and she reached out to us and, and she began to tell me, pastor, I, I I'm so scared. Even though nothing happened, I'm so scared. And I gave her the word of God. The word of God says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. And I gave her that scripture and I said, I want you to, to say that scripture three times. And uh, she, she, you know, this actually, I, I, was, I was ministering to her on the, on the chat of Facebook. And as she began to say that scripture, you know, I... I, I, I wrote to her, I said, what's going on? Later on, she told me, we, we saw her, I saw her face to face, and she told me, she said, Pastor, when you told me to say that scripture three times, I began to say it, but when I began to say it, my words were, the devil has given me fear. And I said, that, that's not what the scripture says, and she read it again, and she began to say it, and as she began to say it, the devil has given me fear. 
No matter how much she wanted to say the scripture, she had no control just to speak the scripture. And she began to say, no, this is not it. No, 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 no. I'm going to say this scripture. So she began to read it. And finally, she was able to read it. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. She said the first time. Now, she told me, she said in her neighborhood, she lives in a good Hispanic neighborhood. Praise the Lord. She said, in her neighborhood, everybody's always talking outside. There's always dogs barking. There's always a lot of noise in the neighborhood. And she was there in, in, her, in, her, in her bathroom, and she said it the first time. And then she said it the second time, but it was like the strength was rising up on the inside of us. Thank God that God will strengthen you even when you feel like you're a little weak. Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so that strength began to rise up inside. And she began to get a little louder. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. And then when she said it the third time, she was screaming, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, sound mind. And she said, as she said it the third time, that she felt that there was something that was upon her shoulders, let go. She said that this great peace just came upon her that went beyond words. She said that not, it was so peaceful. Not only was she experiencing the peace of God in, in her room, but the dogs stopped, stopped barking. The people stopped talking. And there's like the whole neighborhood became at peace. Amen. And I looked at her when, when she was sharing the testimony with me. I said, praise the Lord. Now you know the truth of the word of God. Amen. See, the word of God will set you free. How many of you want Jesus? Let me see your hands. His word. Jesus is the word of God. And when you speak the word of God, you're speaking Jesus. When you read the word of God, you're reading Jesus. When you're living by the word of God, you're living with Jesus. And I looked at her and I said, not only did the Lord set you free, but now you know the power of the word of God. Now you have defeated the devil of fear. Now if that devil tries to rise up in your life, you already got victory. You already know how to defeat him. You go right back to that word. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and a love sound mind. And that same authority that casted out that first devil is the same authority that will keep you free. Amen. The power is in the word of God. The power is when the presence of God comes and sets us free. Amen. And so I looked at her and I said, praise the Lord. Even though the devil meant it for harm, God's going to use you to set other people free. Because you got the truth, and the truth sets you free. Amen? That same word that sets you free is the same word that you could give to others. Give Jesus to others, and Jesus will set you free. Amen? Whatever stronghold that, that you might have in your life, whatever obstacle you might have faced, whatever difficulties you're going through, when you grab God's word, and God's word takes you out, you now are walking in victorious land. You now have victory in Jesus' name. Now you can go to others who are dealing with the same issue, the same situations, and you can tell them, hey, I got a key. This key will get you out. It's the word of God. Amen. Amen. You're more than a conqueror. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. 
See, that's what that's the awesome thing about it. God sets you free and gives you a key and says, now go, unlock the doors. And the only thing that limits us from bringing healing to others is us going out and doing it. Because every time we go out and do it, do it. God will, God will he'll be there for you. He'll back you up with power. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because his presence goes with you. The presence of the Lord. Don't forget who you are. You're spiritual beings. Meant to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Amen. I remember this one woman. She loved God. She was going to church and her husband couldn't stand God. And she would tell him, I'm, I'm going to go worship the Lord. And he hated when she go to church. And they lived in, a, in an area where, where it snows a lot. And so she would go out in the middle, you know, the snow. And she'd put on her boots and take off to church. And her husband hated that she was going to church to hear the word of God. So he decided, you know what, I know how to keep her home. He hit her boots. She got up to go to church and there was no boots for her to wear. You know what she did? She walked in the snow barefoot. Because nothing was going to keep her from the presence of the Lord. You know, for us, you know, we are so spoiled here in, this, in the United States. I pray the Lord have mercy on us. Because all we need is a, a, some sort of interesting TV program. We stay home. Well, you know, I will, I will also repent too. I think most churches forgot to preach the word of God. So, you know, what, what's the difference? Going to church to see a show or going to the movies to see a show? At least one's done with, with the highest quality of excellence. We didn't come here to see a show. We came here to experience God. We have stuff here that Hollywood can't do. Amen. We have stuff here that there ain't nothing in this world can duplicate. Amen. We have the presence of the Lord. Amen. See, the presence makes the difference. It's all about the presence of the Lord. Amen. I know I was sharing a story, but I forgot what story it was. Amen. Oh, yeah. So she went to church barefoot in the snow. Didn't let it hold her back. Not only was God faithful to save her husband, but God made him into one of the greatest men of God that walked this earth. His name was Smith Wigglesworth. Amen. Some of us will say, oh, pastor, she should have put her foot down and said, you know, you stinking husband of mine, I'm going to leave you, keeping away from God. It ain't God's will for me to be out of church. I'm gonna, I want a divorce. Divorce ain't of God. Amen. We walk in the spirit. The flesh quits all the time. Don't you notice that the flesh just dies? Tell your neighbor, the flesh dies. Everything of the flesh dies. Your hair dies. Your fingernails die. Your money dies. Everything of the flesh, everything that you could see and everything that you could touch, they die. There's death that's working in there. Some of you, you know, as you grew up, you know, you thought, oh, I'm always going to be handsome and get a little older and gravity starts sinking in and I'll leave it there. No kidding. I was looking at myself in the mirror and I said, man, my hair's running away from me. It's running from the top front of my head all the way to my back. I think it's just running. 
everything in the flesh dies. The only thing that will last forever is the spirit. The spirit will give a life to your mortal bodies. The spirit will keep you long, keep you old and strong. Amen. You're going to live long and strong. I always confess that over my life. I'm going to live long and strong. Amen. But it's a spirit that gives life. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. Amen. It dwells in you. And so we walk not according to the flesh, but we walk according to the spirit. Amen. We don't walk by what we see. We walk by what we, we believe. We hold on when other people quit because they're walking in the flesh. The only time you quit is when you walk in the flesh. Amen. People might be hurting and people might be going through a difficult time and people get tired and they walk away. Not us. When we don't know what to do, we just go into prayer. Amen. And we find a way through it. Some of you are ministering to people right now. And, the, and you've been, the, the, the enemy has told you to walk away. I'm hearing this from the Lord, but I'm telling you, do not give up. Your victory is on its way. You're going to break through. You're going to see a change in Jesus' name. Keep on, keep on trusting the Lord. Keep on walking in his way. Keep on letting the Holy Ghost lead you every day of the, every time you go there. Keep on letting God lead you and direct, and you're going to see the victory in Jesus' name. Do not give up on the glory that God's getting ready to show you. It's glory. What, what is glory? That glory is where you give all the praise and all the honor and all the, the due respect to the Lord. Because what he did to you for you was so great. When, 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 when Peter and John went to the gate of beautiful after they had the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, they saw the man who was begging, who was, who was, who was lame, and he was begging for alms. And they looked at him and they said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the Bible says that that man, his legs got strong. He rose up. And the Bible says he went walking, leaping, and praising God. What was he doing? Giving God glory. That is a glory that money cannot buy. That is a glory that, that the leaders of this world cannot give. That's a glory that belongs to the Lord. That's a glory that this man gave to God for his miracle. But God's looking for people that will carry his presence so that he can receive glory. And when we don't give God glory, when we don't let God use us, and we don't walk, and we start getting so selfish in our own thoughts and our own things, and, you know, I'm just tired. I, you know, I, I don't want God to use, I just want, I don't want to do anything. And we walk away from his presence and not allowing God to use us. We are robbing God of his glory. Bible says that the, the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. How is that glory going to cover the earth when vessels like you and like me allow God to use us? His presence makes the difference. Some people will come to you and they'll want to debate. They'll say, well, you know, you go to that church and you believe this way, but I believe this way. And they want to debate. They want to show you scriptures of things that, that you should believe or things that you shouldn't believe. They're trying to get you to come on down to their level. They'll come to you and say, hey, God doesn't heal. Hey, God doesn't fill people with the Holy Ghost. Hey, you know what? Heaven is just imagination. Hey, God is not real. 
And they want you to, to show them scientific facts and try to argue in that way. Man, when you show up with the glory of the Lord, you don't have to argue. You don't have to open up your mouth. You don't have to try to debate. You show up and the king walks in. I'm telling you, they'll be crying. They will look at you and they won't know what hit them. They will look at you and they say, I don't know what's going on, but there's something here that's big. It's the glory of the Lord.